the first thing is defining what that looks like to them. Maybe someone from a psychological standpoint is scared to spend their money because they're worried they're not going to leave something behind. So I think if we start with the goal of, well, what would you like to leave behind? And then we can plan for, well, what's left for you to spend once we know we've set aside an amount that's comfortable to you. So just realizing once you have that goal of what you want to leave for the kids, you can start looking at what assets do you have that are available for the kids. And then we can figure out what retirement income is available for spending without kind of digging into that inheritance piece. Welcome to Your Retirement Planning Simplified with your host, Joseph Curry, a CFP professional who is going to help you learn how to simplify your retirement planning. This podcast is all about helping you answer those burning questions you've had about your retirement possibilities and making a plan to get there. Through retirement planning education, resources, and expert interviews, Joe will help you get clear on your retirement vision, how to simplify it, and what you'll need specifically to achieve or maintain your financial freedom. Ready to live out your retirement dreams and create future opportunities for the ones you love? Then let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. I am your co-host, Joe Curry, and as always, with my co-host, Lindsay Wilson. How are you, Lindsay? I'm good, Joe. How are you? Oh, I'm good, thanks. I feel like uh, we're a little out of practice with the recording. We Funny have how We go been. in batches, right? We seem like we're doing 10, and then we go for a while they're doing them. Yeah, you were in PEI and taking some time with the family, so... Yeah, so we with the family PI just did a bunch of beaches. No really sightseeing because we've been there. Yeah, the kids love the beaches, which is why we went back. And then some time at a, a local lake where we have a bunch of friends, which was kind of nice as well. Wonderful. Yeah. So I thought we could jump right into today's episode. Uh, first of all, just to again, I'm sure listeners know, but just a reminder: we do have our retirementplanningsimplified.ca website and our retirement navigator, holistic tool to help you plan your retirement. Or if you know somebody who could benefit from it, uh, it'll be in the show notes, of course. But today, I thought we could jump into the topic of financial planning for enjoying retirement versus leaving an inheritance. So I thought, Joe, if you wanted to give a bit of an introduction, sort of frame what that might mean. Yeah. So often we get people coming into the office and they're looking or they kind of have a goal in their head of one or the other. So there's other goals, you know, we talk to clients about, but often it's, I want to just maximize my retirement I don't care how much I spend. In fact, if I spend the last dollar, that's great because it's just about making the best. We've worked hard. We've taken care of our kids to this point and we're happy with that. And then we get the flip side where people, they're really good savers. They've done a lot to help their kids and they just want to make sure that even when they're not here, they're leaving something behind that's going to continue to help take care of their kids. But often there's a, a heavy lean to one or the other and not so much a balance between those two. So yeah, I think it's a good topic to talk about should we focus on one or the other? Obviously, everyone has their own values, but also maybe is there a middle ground? Right. So I think it might be a good idea to start with sort of a what we might call a lay of the land or even the retirement landscape. So I'm wondering, what are some of the common misconceptions about retirement planning when it comes to enjoying life versus leaving an inheritance? Yeah. So I think it's kind of right in alignment with what I just mentioned, which is that a lot of times people think they have to choose one or the other, right? And so... I would say for most of the people we're talking to, and probably a lot of people listening to this podcast, that's not necessarily the case. And 
that's, I'd say, where the point or the, the purpose of planning, one of the purposes is getting clarity on your situation to understand, you know, really, what are you capable of? And I would say, in most cases, you want to make sure you're taking care of yourself first and making sure you're going to be okay before you start thinking too much about inheritance. But again, we all have our own values and mm-hmm. it's not for me to decide what your values are, it's just to help you plan for them. Mm-hmm. But making sure you're taken care of and then seeing what's going to be left over. Obviously, planning, as we like to say, is it's not really the plan itself as much as the process of planning. But there is a lot of clarity coming from that initial snapshot and that initial plan to see, kind of see where you're at. Mm-hmm. So then you can start to explore, well, what if we were to leave more to the kids? Or what if we were to spend more than we were anticipating? You know, How does that affect each spectrum of those goals? Mm-hmm. So I guess the main thing is that you don't necessarily have to just choose one to focus on. Right. And I think making that choice does come with some emotional and psychological aspects. And I'm wondering if in your time as a financial planner, you could share some insights in terms of those emotional and psychological aspects when people make decisions like this. Yeah, so I think a lot of people, you know, we've talked about identity in the past, the people identifying as their career and having a hard time finding their purpose beyond work because they've kind of lost their identity. But a lot of people have that same idea when it comes to being a parent. And I think there's sometimes for some people, there's some guilt about spending too much and not leaving some behind for the kids, right? So maybe there's things that you want to do, uh, you have big plans that would be great, but you feel a little guilty taking more money out of your your savings in order to do those things because you feel like you're maybe taken away from, from your kids. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, definitely not like an overarching thing for everybody. That's just how some people feel. Right. Mm-hmm. The flip side of that, as we talked about, some people are more like spend right to the last dollar. And, and again, neither of those are right or wrong, but a lot of time they're influenced by those more psychological things than it is about uh, really taking a bigger picture look. And part of it, I would also say on the psychological side is a lot of people just feel like their kids rely on them. Mm-hmm. And I recently reread The Millionaire Next Door and I'm glad that I did because it's been a really long time. And it's really changed my thinking a lot on you know how parents are financially providing for their children. And it talks a lot about how there's some pretty good evidence. And we'll, we'll link to that book in the show notes, by the way. But there's a lot of good evidence showing that the more parents are helping their kids financially, the less likely they are to be independent financially mm-hmm. into the future, right? So if spending is topped up by parents, then kids tend to spend that extra money. And I know that parents are doing that uh, from the goodness of their heart and wanting their kids to have the best life, but it's actually, there's some negative effects. And that's not for everybody. Obviously, I'm generalizing a little bit, but there's quite a bit of data around that. Mm -hmm. And also kind of pushing that forward, they give some examples in the book about how kids who have relied on financial support from their parents kind of throughout their adult years are also looking forward to an inheritance. Mm -hmm. And often when they get it, it won't last forever and they'll kind of blow through it. And so there's going to be a a point somewhere along the line where they need to figure out how to be financially independent. Mm -hmm. But parents who I think have been giving a lot throughout the years and and helping is that's where that kind of guilt comes in. Like they need to leave something to make sure they're they're still looked after, right? Mm -hmm. So again, I don't want to paint anybody into a a corner, into a box, but I guess the the point is there's a lot of different considerations of of why people will have one goal over the other. Mm -hmm. And it's not always as simple as just looking at, you know, what do we want? Because there's other factors that come into those decisions. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if we could break it down even a little bit further and look at both sides of the scale. So if we were to say, look at prioritizing personal enjoyment, if you were talking to a client, what would you say are some of the key financial considerations for individuals who prioritize enjoying their retirement to the fullest? Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing is really getting clear in your current situation. So our retirement navigator is a really good tool for this. Mm-hmm. So it's understanding where you are today, what your goals are specifically for, for spending, 
and getting an idea. Again, the navigator is a good place to start. If you have a financial planner you're working with, you know, that's a, a good place to start also. But understanding what you're actually able to spend in retirement and also aligning that with, you know, what are your goals? So you might find out that you're able to do all the things that you want to do based on the savings that you have to this point, as long as you have some good planning to, to support that through a retirement. And then you might still be able to leave something for the kids anyway, right? So you might not really have to prioritize anything other than your retirement income. And it'll just so happen that there's something left over for the kids mm -hmm. where there might be some other considerations as to maximizing that lifestyle where maybe the, the investments and the, the guaranteed income isn't there. And then you might need to make some decisions about, you know, are we willing to lean into our home equity to help supplement our retirement, knowing that we're really talking about getting down to the final dollar here as far as our, our spending throughout our lifetime, right? So I guess it's really just, again, just getting clarity on your situation and what you're able to do and seeing, are you able to meet those goals? And then later on deciding, you know, is inheritance important or not, or do we just spend more? And I know, our, again, our retirement navigator touches on this, but how can someone estimate the funds needed to maintain their desired lifestyle during retirement? Yeah, so this is really, again, looking at all the income sources you know you're going to have. So like Canada Pension Plan, Old Age Security. So these are like your guaranteed retirement benefits. If you have a, a pension from your work, like defined benefit pension, it's understanding what that's going to provide for income. And then from there, it's looking at your investment account. So what have you been able to put away or what should you hopefully have once you get to that that point where you want to retire? And what kind of income can you expect from that? So we, you know, we've done a ton of episodes on this in the past, so people can go back to our retirement income episodes. Maybe we can link to a few of those in the show notes. So I won't go into too much detail, but really, yeah, it's just, it's no different than any other retirement planning. And really it is retirement income planning at the end of the day. Right. But are there specific investment strategies or financial tools that cater to maximizing personal enjoyment during retirement? Yeah, sure. So there's maybe some products like annuities, for example, where there's some guarantees. Usually if there's a guarantee, there's some kind of a cost, right? So annuity is going to guarantee you an income for life, you know, your a standard annuity. But what you're giving up there is access to those funds for your kids. So when you pass away, like that's the insurance company's money now. It's not your money, even if you didn't spend everything that you you put in there, right? So it's a way where you might be able to guarantee some more income at the cost of not leaving as much behind. So that would be one example where someone's not really worried about an inheritance, more worried about not leaving their money mm -hmm. as a product that they might want to implement. Mm -hmm. Now, I'd like to look at the other side of the scale, which is leaving a meaningful inheritance. So for those people out there who want to prioritize leaving an inheritance, what strategies could they look at employing to ensure their loved ones are well taken care of? Sure. So I think maybe the first thing is defining what that looks like to them, right? So again, Maybe someone from a psychological standpoint is scared to spend their money because they're worried they're not going to leave something behind. So I think if we start with the goal of, well, what would you like to leave behind? And then we can plan for, well, what's left for you to spend once we know we've set aside an amount that's comfortable to you. Mm -hmm. So we might go through all the math and it might just turn out that if you're able to still own your house when you pass away or have that, at least the equity from the house when you pass away for the kids, that will cover it, right? So if you have a, a house today, well, it's just even if we're talking, even if your house keeps up with inflation, you have a million dollar house today, like that's all tax-free money, right? When mm -hmm. you pass away, your primary residence, we're not talking about a cottage or anything. So that's tax-free money. And today's dollars called a million dollars that's left for the kids. So someone might just be looking at their investment accounts, scared to spend that because they want to leave that for their kids, not really thinking of their house as an asset, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's actually something that does happen quite often. So just realizing once you have that goal of what you want to leave for the kids, you can start looking at what assets do you have that are available for the kids. And then we can figure out what retirement income is available for spending 
without kind of digging into that inheritance piece. And another way to look at it would be from a financial tool is if you just want to guarantee there's a certain amount left for the kids, you know, if it's a married couple, maybe you just buy a joint last to die life insurance policy for that amount. You know, we want a million dollars left over for the kids. Buy the life insurance policy. It's there when the surviving spouse passes away, paid out to the kids, bypasses probate, it's tax-free. You know the kids get that money. Or if it's a, you know, a single parent, then it's just a life insurance policy on their life. But that's another way of approaching it. So that way, you know that you set aside those premiums to pay that policy. Mm-hmm. Anything above and beyond that, you're free to spend because the kids are going to be looked after. Right. So if we were looking or speaking to somebody who did want to prioritize inheritance, but we still wanted them to enjoy their retirement, how could somebody strike a balance between the two? Yeah. So I think my answer to that question doesn't differ a lot from kind of what we just talked about, right? I think if you're really clear on what your goals are, and if the main goal is leaving an inheritance, it's just getting clear on what does success look like for that goal. And once you know what success looks like for that goal, it just allows you to have some freedom, maybe peace of mind to go ahead and spend the other money that's not allocated to that goal. So I guess the the answer is pretty well the same for that. Right. And are there any tax efficient methods to pass on wealth while minimizing the tax burden on beneficiaries? Sure. Yeah. So I think, I mean, we just mentioned the two main ones, Mm -hmm. which is primary residence, right? So that's tax-free. doesn't matter how much it grows. That's tax-free. Life insurance also is tax-free. So you put the money in there and you get policies. I mean, if you want them to grow over time, because you you want a million dollars today, but you plan on being here for another 30 years, so you want that to grow and you're not really sure how to you know, allocate the, the right amount. You could get participating whole life policy is one example of a policy that will grow over time. But again, that's all tax-free. And the other one would be tax-free savings accounts, right? So prioritizing your spending out of your other accounts, um, retirement accounts, uh, non-registered accounts, and any excess savings, you can continue to top up tax-free savings accounts because Anything in those accounts when you pass away and your spouse passes away is going to be tax-free. So let's look at how we could customize an approach. So how important is personalized financial planning and making the decision between enjoying retirement and leaving an inheritance? Yeah, so it really just comes back to financial planning because these goals are usually something that, you know, comes from some value that we have or some experience we have or, or whatever the case is. And so we start to make decisions like we don't want to spend our money because we want to make sure kids are taken care of, for example. And until you do financial planning and get clarity on your situation, you have no idea how much you actually need to have set aside for your kids or what you can actually spend. And so planning really just gives you the clarity to make informed decisions, which then often just allows people to find they don't have to choose one of those goals. And the solution for them is going to be customized and some combination of those two goals. Mm -hmm. And I think this is one that we're big on here, but what role does open communication with family members play in helping people make this decision? Sure. So just in general for estate planning, talking to your kids about just everything, your estate documents, why they're set up, who's your executor, who's the power of attorneys and why, what your plans are for an inheritance and spending during retirement and why, and just uh, addressing those concerns. And I think what you'll find is that obviously money can change people to an extent, but any financially independent children, so you know, kids who've gone out, they've they found their own way and they're able to sustain their own lifestyles. In most cases, what we see is those kids tell their parents, spend your money. Like, we want you to enjoy life. You looked after us for how many years? Like, just don't worry about us, spend the money. 
And where that might differ is, yeah, if there's concerns about, well, you know, mom and dad have always helped us out and not sure what we'll do when they're not here. And maybe we need that inheritance money. And so it's just as important in those situations is, is talking to the kids and, you know, having a plan, talking to them about the importance of planning mm-hmm. and making sure they're not expecting something that might not be coming, right? So they can start planning now and, and figuring out how to create that financial independence if the goal is more to maximizing our retirement or maybe giving them an idea of what they might expect to come and their own planners can be helping them figure out, well, what does that mean for their retirement and financial independence and what do they still need to figure out on their own? Right. So communication is always a good thing and it really helps avoid you know, resentment among family members. For sure. And now I think just to tie this all together, do you have an example that comes to mind of, of how you've helped someone navigate this decision successfully in your role as, as a financial planner? I feel like I'm a bit of a broken record today, Lindsay. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, but it, really, again, it comes back to the planning. And so some of the examples I use are just things that come out of planning that we've done for clients, right? And I think the most common one is just seeing once the plan's in place and what's left over specifically in the equity of the home for most of the people that we're dealing with is that people really haven't even considered how much is left there for their kids as far as an inheritance. And so once we work through that process of planning and and seeing what's going to be left over and what clients are able to actually spend, it just gives them that peace of mind that it's okay to go and enjoy retirement and there's still going to be some assets left over there. So uh, there's not one kind of specific example I can give you, but everything I've been drawing from in our conversation today is really just the result of doing planning for clients. Any final takeaways or anything that's sort of that we haven't touched on that you'd like to speak to about this? No, just to kind of wrap it up, I think it would be have a plan, get clear on your goals. And once you know you can spend, then you can spend a little more guilt-free if, uh, if you do want to make sure you're still taking care of the kids. Right. Excellent. Well, thank you, Joe. That was great. And uh, of course, uh, we'll have all of the references from the show in the show notes. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to us at info at retirementplanningsimplified.ca. Perfect. Thanks, Lindsay. Great. Thanks, Joe. Take care. Take care. Bye. Investment services are provided through Matthews & Associates Investments of Aligned Capital Partners Incorporated and approved trade name of Aligned Capital Partners Inc. ACPI. Only investment-related products and services are offered through ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI and covered by the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Tax planning, financial planning, and insurance services are provided through Matthews & Associates. Matthews & Associates is an independent company separate and distinct from ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI. Matthews & Associates are not licensed tax professionals, and you should consult with your tax advisor before acting on any recommendations. Thank you for joining us for this latest episode of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. If you'd like to see how prepared you are for retirement, we've created a free retirement readiness calculator to help you out. Go to matthewsandassociates.ca forward slash ready to input your retirement information and receive instant feedback to help you evaluate your current retirement readiness. Be sure to tune back in for the next episode. And until then, we're here to help you simplify and succeed in your retirement planning.